All right, everybody, welcome to our webinar on um, workplace dynamics. I'm excited to be here with you. My name is Amanda Turner, and I am a licensed mindset coach. Um, the way this is going to work is I'm going to teach about workplace dynamics. I'm going to focus on two different things, two different tips that you can do to help with um, workplace dynamics. And then I'm going to take questions and we'll do some coaching. All right. Okay. Let me open my chat just to make sure I've got that uh, open. And let's see. There we go. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Okay. First thing when it comes, well, and you're going to see me looking over here because this is where I've got my notes <laughs> up on my other screen. So you'll see me doing this, but that's just so I keep my brain in line. Sometimes I go off on left field. Okay. The first tip I have for dealing with workplace dynamics. First of all, let's, let's define workplace dynamics. When I say workplace dynamics, I mean the relationship that people who work together have with each other. And that includes bosses to employees, employees to boss and employees to employees, right? And up and down the ladder, however, that works in and in, in how you and where you work and how you operate. Okay. So my first tip is to stay in your realm of control. Okay. And I'm going to write some of these down just so you have an idea of, of what I'm talking about. If you pop in after here we go. So first thing is stay in your realm of control. And then we're going to, we'll talk about what that means. Okay. What do I mean by staying in your realm of control? First of all, what can you truly control? Okay. I want you to think about that. What can you truly control? The only thing you can truly control is yourself. Okay. Your mindset and your behavior. Okay. So staying in your realm of control, what I mean by that is you control your mindset and your behavior at work and with coworkers. Okay. So when I say mindset, I would like you to do, a, if you're having a struggling with something at work, I want you to do a mindset audit. Okay. What that looks like is writing down thoughts that you have about maybe a coworker that you're having a really difficult relationship with or your boss or something that you don't like in the processes at your job. Okay. Any thoughts that you have about your workplace, write it all down. Okay. Write it all down, take a look at it and then decide what what you can and cannot control, and then focus on what you can control and deal with that and kind of set aside the things that you can't control. Okay. If you're completely focused on the things you can't control, then you're not even controlling what you can control, which is yourself. Hopefully that makes sense. We'll get to questions if we have questions. So what you think about 
your work, your workplace, your environment, your coworkers, your boss, all of that thinking indicates your mindset. Okay. So if you want to know where your mind, what your mindset is, write down your thoughts about those things. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about power. Okay. We have, when we control ourselves, we have taken our power or we have kept our power and not given it away to other people or situations. But if our behavior is predicated on someone else's behavior, then we have given some of our power, some of our control over to someone else or a situation. Okay. If you find yourself doing that, first step is awareness, right? If you find yourself doing that, I want you to step back and decide, is this me trying to be my best self or is this me trying to control another person or a situation? Okay. Is this me being in my realm of control or is this me trying to control something I, I can't? Okay. So one of the ways this show up, this shows up in the workplace is that idea of one upmanship, right? If we are, have, if we're, have a relationship with other employees and we're kind of, we're kind of trying to be better than like we're watching them and we're always trying to like one up them. Oh, I'm going to stay longer. I'm going to do more hours or I'm going to do this better or, oh, they just did this project. I'm going to do this other one. Right. If that's what we're focusing on, right. Them and what they do, we've given some of our power away to them. And we've also lost, like we've, we've given our best self away because we've decided someone else is going to dictate how we best show up as an employee. Okay. We're going to get to bosses and expectations in a minute. Just hold, hold on. But you get to decide how you want to show up as an employee and as a boss, right? You always get to decide how you show up. So if you want to take your power back, you decide how you show up. You stay in your realm of control and don't let other people's behavior dictate what, how you're going to behave. You get to decide how you show up in any situation or in any relationship. Okay. That doesn't mean the other person is going to like it. But come back to your realm of control and decide who, who am I as an employee and how do I show up as my best employee self in this situation with this other person? If it's a person, if it's an institution, if it's an employee, an employee, or if it's a boss, or if it's a coworker, right? You get to decide always. You are in charge of your behavior. Okay. So... We're going to get into employers next and that employers pay. I like to think of 
when I think of being my best self, my best being my best employee, I think about the person who has hired me to do a job. They're paying for the value that I'm bringing, not for my time. Even if I'm paid hourly, okay, they're paying for the value that I bring and not for my time. So in the time that I'm given, I try to create the best value or the most value, or I I gauge my performance on how much value that I'm bringing, not how much time I'm spending. Okay. Now employees have expectations. Like you, you come to work, you work from nine to five, if that's your job. Or for me, I often work hourly. It's like for that hour, I am a hundred percent in it. I'm going to have everything that I need to make this a successful hour for your employees, for me, for the objective of the session. Right. So I like to think of it as I'm not giving them my time. I'm giving value to them. I give my value. They give me value back in the form of a paycheck in form of money. So I gauge how I'm doing by how much value I'm creating, not by how much time I'm giving. Okay. And that's can be in comparison to others as well. It's like, oh, that person's always an hour early. That person always stays an hour late. Maybe, but maybe you create the same amount of value in a less amount of time. Like you work the hours that you've been given, you give a lot of value and that's amazing. Okay. All right. Second thing, second tip, be a clear communicator. Okay. This is so important, especially as a boss. Okay. Or if you lead a team, be a clear communicator. Okay. So when I think of being a clear communicator, I think of saying what I mean and meaning what I say. Okay. And when you do that, you also, you have an objective in mind, especially as a leader of a team or a boss, the CEO, right? You have an objective in mind. It's like, there's something that needs to be accomplished And we need to achieve that. How are we going to achieve that? Well, you have a team, you have some employees and you're given, you give out jobs or you're given a job and you clearly understand what your job is and the expectations behind when that job will be finished. Okay. So if you're clearly communicating, you know, the objective you know your job, you've been given a task, you've given out tax tasks if you're the boss, if you're the leader, you have a, an um, objective in mind and you've told everyone, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, this is when it needs to be done, this is your role, these are the things that I expect, okay? If it's all laid out like that, no one is going to be confused about what needs to be done. If they are confused, I like to think that communication goes both ways, right? If someone is confused, take questions, watch for emails, right? Let that communication go both ways so that it's not, here it is, go at it, 
don't bother me. It's like, here it is. This is your job. Do you have any questions? If you have questions, come to me, come go to your team leader, right? Whoever it is that you report to and get clarification if it's needed. Getting clarification is not a problem. Okay. Listen the first time, but getting clarification is not a problem. Be an open communicator, be a clear communicator. Okay. Now, as I said before, with this first part, people are going to behave how they want to behave. We don't have control over how people behave ever. Never. We don't. Okay. When it comes, even when it comes to when it comes to being the boss or the leader at work, having expectations, even though people are going to behave how they want to behave, having expectations is necessary to achieve objectives. Okay. So you've got to have expectations as a leader, as a boss to, to get things done in your business, right? To meet objectives. So you doing, being a clear committee, communicator, sorry, is how you're going to create an environment where objectives are achieved better. Okay. Clear communication, clear expectations. All right. I'm going to show you a tool that's um, not, I don't know that I necessarily use it all that often. I use it mostly on myself, but it, it's a really good tool for leadership in business and you as a support for yourself in any kind of employment. Okay. And it's called the support challenge matrix. And let's see if you, so if you want high performing employees, if you want to be a high performing employee as well, there are three things that you need clear expectations, right. Or to meet expectations have open communication, right? Communication goes both ways. And then time, okay? What do I mean by time? You can't expect a brand new employee to be up and running in a day, in two days, right? If you do have that expectation, you got to hire the very right specific person. And that's on you, right? And a little bit on them, but right. It's, it's on you find that right person, but you've got to give it a little bit of time and you have to have time expectations for them as well. It's like, okay, hey, this is the amount of time you're going to have to be up and running. You'll be given projects, right? If you have questions, ask me, we'll get you the training that you need. I need you to be at this point by this amount of time, but you got to give it time. All right. So let's talk about the support challenge matrix. Okay. Oh, and the one thing I also wanted to say with that is that there shouldn't be any surprises during a performance review. If you're a leader or a boss and, or, or just an employee, if you go into a performance review, first of all, I think everyone should know what's on the performance review, right? What the expectations are, open, clear communication, expectations and everything else. Everyone should know what's on a performance review so that when bosses and employees come together, there are no surprises in a performance review. If you've been clearly communicating your expectations and any other things that are happening in the workplace, 
there won't be any surprises. Okay. If there are, there's either been miscommunication or something else going on, right? Figure out what that is. All right. Let's talk about the support challenge matrix. Oop. I'm going to write that up here. Support challenge matrix. And I learned this from a colleague. Um, she does a lot of, she does um, business coaching, like internal business coaching for um, businesses. So this is a tool that she uses and she shared it with me and I'm going to share it with you because I think it's awesome. Okay. So we have this matrix. Okay. And this, this is a spectrum of, let's see, support. Okay. So this is high support. This is low support. Okay. And then this is the challenge line. So high challenge and low challenge. Okay. So the best employees are going to be in this realm. This is where you want to be as a boss, as an employee leader here. Okay. High support, high challenge. Let's talk about why. So this is where, well, let's label all of these areas. So you liberate people, right? You're highly supporting them and you're highly challenging them. You're liberating them. You're making it possible for them to be their best selves, okay? With high support and high challenge. Now, if you have high support and low challenge, this is what we call protect, okay? And this is where entitlements Oops, entitlement and mistrust live, okay? If you have high support, but you're challenging them low or yourself low, right? You're kind of protecting yourself from challenging things, from hard things that would create growth, right? Which then you feel entitled to the support you're getting, entitled to low challenge and then mistrust because you can't trust those employees to get things done or you, or you feel like you have to support them even more if this changes at all. Right. So it becomes this, it's just not a great dynamic. Okay. Let's talk low challenge, low support. All right. This is abdicate. Let's see what lives here. Apathy, apathy and low expectation. Okay. That's what lives here. Because if there's no challenge or low challenge and low support, people become apathetic, right? There are low expectations. They're like, hey, I just got to show up. I got to do a few things and then whatever right? There's no inherent value in any of it, in my estimation. Okay. We're just abdicating. There you go. 
I have no expectations. You have no support. Good luck, right? Okay, let's talk low support, high challenge, right? These are those employees that tend to burn and churn, right? This is a term that they use in the business world a lot. There are big companies out there who just burn out employees on purpose, right? They hire a bunch of people who are just coming to, I think of like banking. This is something. So I've, I've had friends who live or in, in the investment banking world or started out in that world. And they hire a bunch of those newbie employees and they burn and burn and burn and burn and burn and burn them. And then they churn, right? It's like all of these employees just move, 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 move. They get burned out. The employer is like, oh, well, they're important. They're in performance is low, has become low now. They're getting burnt out. We'll churn them out and we'll get new ones. Okay. Some people use this and that's up to the employer and the business and however they want to use it. Right. It's, it's common in, a, in different areas of business and different realms, but it's not going to be the way to have a high performing employee, at least not for very long. Okay. So let's talk about what lives here. This is the dominate area. Will they get things done? Yes, they will get things done. But this is where fear and manipulation live. Okay. Your employees are afraid of you. They're afraid of losing their jobs. And you manipulate. It's a place of manipulation, right? I'm just going to use you as much as I can. This is what you got to do. There's not a lot for me to, I'm not going to support you in any of this. You got to go figure it out. And it just goes and goes, 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 right? This just isn't the best way of doing it. Will things get done? Probably. Will people want to stay? Not for very long, or they won't be invested in the business, right? You want your employee invested in the outcome, right? In a greater outcome and they're part of the process as well, right? So this brings us back to liberate. This is where empowerment and opportunity live, okay? Oops. And this is where I want you to think of coming from as an employee, as a boss, as a leader, right? You can put yourself on this matrix. What's, what kind of employee am I being? Am I supporting myself? Am I challenging myself, right? Because we're in charge of our own behavior. As a boss, am I creating a, an environment, a work environment that has high support and high challenge, Okay. If I do, I'm creating a place where empowerment and opportunity can exist, can be like people can achieve more things in an environment like that. When I talk about high support, that includes communication. Okay. Communication is key when it comes to support. Okay. And sometimes that's all that's needed is clear communication when it comes to high support and trainings or anything else that needs to happen, right? Processes, yes, have some great processes. If there's a process missing, right? If you find that there's a place where there's low support and 
We just, you just need to implement some kind of process, implement the process to increase support for your employees, right? And if you clearly communicate and you find you're having a lot of questions about something that con continues to happen in your business, some question that employees continue to have, think about implementing a process. So you're not, so it creates higher support and you can, you don't have to focus on answering that same question all the time. It's like, oh, this process is missing. I'm going to implement this process that will help with support. And then I can, I can focus my time on other things. All right. That is what I have for you today. So two, two things, stay in your realm of control. Be a clear communicator. Okay. When we're talking about staying in your realm of control, remember you are in charge of you. People are going to behave how they want to behave always. And if you need to, if, if you're not sure where any of your drama is coming from, do a mindset audit. Okay. Go into your brain. What am I thinking about my workplace? What am I thinking about this other employee? What am I thinking about my boss? What am I thinking about my job? Write it all down. That's your mindset on a piece of paper. Okay. Audit it. Decide what you want to keep and not keep and what's outside of your control and what is inside of your control. Okay. And then clear communication is super important. Bosses are going to have expectations and they should clearly communicate, give it time, high support, high challenge. Okay. Any questions? I am now ready to take questions or do some coaching. If anybody wants some coaching, you can go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to take a drink really quick. No, no questions. That's okay. If anybody wants coaching, you can raise your hand as well. If there are no questions, we can move on to the next area. No, okay, that's okay. Workplace dynamics, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Dealing with other people. <laughs> trying to think of what was one thing that came about in all of this. So if you're having a hard time with another person, that's okay. Don't make it mean a lot of things about you or about the other person. Just decide, how do I want to show up in this situation? How have I been showing up now? If, if I want to show up differently, how am I going to achieve that? Don't expect them to change. It's not a useful place to come from. Could they change? Possibly. That would be amazing. But expecting it is, does, just doesn't work in my experience. Show up how you want to show up. Take your power back in any relationship and clearly communicate with other people. All right. That's what I have for you guys today. Let's see, hang on, I think I got a question. Oh, there we go. As a boss, how soon should you intervene when employees are having a conflict? Ooh, this is a good question. Okay, 
as a boss, how soon should you intervene when employees are having a conflict? Um, honestly, I think it depends on the conflict. And I would step in when, if, if both employees have come to you and they're having a conflict with each other, I would have some kind of like, hey, let's, let's talk about this all three together. Okay. When it comes to conflict, I like to have a mediator. I mean, you give them space to try and figure it out themselves, right? They're adults. But if it gets to the point where it's um, getting in the way of work getting done, that's when you have a sit down. Like if it's not creating a lot of problems in the workplace for other employees or for you, like if they don't, if they just don't like each other, okay, you can, you guys don't have to like each other. Do you have to work together? hundred percent. You have to work together. If this is creating problems in your job performance, that's when it, that's when it becomes a time to intervene. If it's interrupting work processes, if it's interrupting meeting objectives, I would say that's when you intervene. If it's just petty stuff, I would say, guys, be adults, figure it out. You guys just don't like each other. It's okay if you guys don't like each other, but you got to work together and you got to do your job. And I expect you to do your job. Don't blame it on other people. If you don't get your work done, unless it's like, if there's a process and they don't do their part of the process and you always do your side of the process, that's one thing. Okay. Did I answer that question? That was from Lisa. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. That's when I would intervene. Okay. Yeah. When it comes, when it comes to be a problem and getting things done at work or it's interrupting other people, right? That's when you intervene. That's when it's like, okay, it's boss time, right? Mom needs to <laughs> take this over. Sorry, I have four kids. I'm always thinking, oh yeah, conflict between two employees. That's like siblings sometimes. It's not a creating a problem for everybody else and getting all the work done and things. Okay. But if it is, that's when you step in and say, okay, guys, we got to figure this out because it's getting into the job performance area and that's not okay because we've got objectives. We've got to meet quotas or whatever. And this is a problem, not just for you, for everybody. Okay. Good. That answered your question. Any other questions from anybody else? Or if you want some coaching, you can raise your hand. If not, we can be done. Anybody else? No? Okay. Well, thank you all for coming to this training. Go out there and be your best selves. <laughs> and it's okay when, so this is the other thing I like to think of is it's sometimes hard to be your best self around certain people. Okay that's when you've got to do your own work. That's when you've got to check on your mindset and how you're thinking about them and all of that because people aren't going to change, right? They really aren't. If they do change, great, but don't expect it. That's when you've got to work on, okay, how do I want to show up? Even though it's really hard for me to be around this person sometimes, I still want to be in charge of me and show up how I want to show up. All right. Hopefully that helps y'all and everything. And I will see you guys next time. Have a beautiful week.
Bye.